Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. The very first sports-related press conference that I ever got paid to cover was in mid-December 1987. A man named Mac Brown was hired. Youthful exuberance, 36 years old, successful at App State and Tulane. He was hired at that press conference. I thought it was really cool, man. You could get paid to cover this stuff as a young sports writer. Well, here we are 31 years later. I know I don't have brown hair anymore. I don't think Mac Brown has that brown hair anymore either, but he is once again the head coach of the Tar Heels, this time at the age of 67. I'll never forget, he told me at a lunch in 1989, David, I know we just went 1-10 and 1-10, and but I'm telling you and the media and the fans, this worm is about to turn. What happened next? Eight straight winning seasons, and by 1996 and 1997, two of the best college football teams I have seen in my 31 years covering such things here in North Carolina. We welcome him back, and I believe that was to the sound of Return of the Mac, a famous song in the 1990s. Coach Mac Brown, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great, David. I do remember our lunch. I, I don't remember those first two years very well. <laughs> well I've you're, kind of you're... forgotten that in, in my past. I couldn't sleep there for a while. So it, it, uh, but those years really got us the, the basis for, for what happened after that. So we ended up being uh, – it, it was fun to start over and rebuild. And, uh, you know, we've got some of that now, but we've got better players here than we had before, and we're excited about trying to win next year. Well, since it is National Signing Day, tell us part of that story from back then and how you think you can reproduce it somehow, because the essence of your message, I remember, was, I know 1 in 10 is not very pretty, but we're getting some players here, and that, of course, is what led to eight straight winning seasons and a lot of bowl games and top five finish, etc. I imagine you can't wave a magic wand in a matter of weeks for this first recruiting class. Uh, but but how? What's your message to your staff here to try to get back to those winning ways? David, we met with the staff this morning. I think eighteen of the twenty-two starters my last year were from the state of North Carolina. So we're going to take our ten assistants. Each one of them will have an area in the state of North Carolina, and uh, we're we're going to recruit this state hard like we did before. Because for us to win big, we have to dominate the state in recruiting. And and this is the University of North Carolina. There's some great schools in this state, uh, universities that are being coached really well right now, and they're doing a good job, and we are behind. But but we've got to catch up, and we think we can do that. There's there's better players here now than when we got here before. Uh, we we think we have a chance to, to be good and win immediately, uh, and we've just got to add some people to the ones we've got here. And, and I can't wait to get back off the road and – and get our guys in an off-season program and get them out on the field this spring and, and see what we've got because they had so many opportunities to win last year uh, and just couldn't close it at the end. So we've got we've to bring confidence and hope uh, to the players on this team and, and, and have them win those close games. It's funny. Depending on North Carolinians' age bracket, they, they might remember you as the guy who built that uh, eight straight winning seasons teams in Chapel Hill. Uh, they might remember you as the ESPN broadcaster the last five years. Or they might remember as the guy who was forced into a date with the woman that turned out to be your wife, Sally, from way back when. Give, give us <laughs> you, an, got, you got way too much information. I know. <laughs> Coach, we go too far back, man. Give us an idea. You know, 
you're already in the College Football Hall of Fame. You've already won the national championship while, of course, with the Texas Longhorns. How did the conversation go with you and Sally? I've heard you put it as we had one more run left in us and we were just looking for the right place for that. I know you liked broadcasting, but how did, this, how did it come to this point where you're having one more run at 67 years old? Well, David, we love broadcasting, and I learned a lot about the media that, that most coaches will never know in, in my last few years. And, and I think I understand that part of the business a lot more than I, I did. When they told us last year we were going in the Hall of Fame, but it takes a year for you to be inducted from the announcement, I said, why? And they said, it gives you an opportunity to go tell all your ex-players and staff and coaches and friends and fans that help your name get in the Hall of Fame. Thank you. So we go to Tulane, we go to Appalachian, we come to North Carolina, we go to Texas, and we meet with so many ex-players. And the theme was, Coach, you, <clears throat> you did so much to help us. Thank you so much. And you changed my life, and uh, you helped me do this, and you jumped on me that day, and, and, and you picked me up. And it was just over and over, David, and it was constant. And what Sally and I realized, when you're coaching young guys, they don't say those things to you. When they get their families and, and they grow up and they have real jobs, they go back and appreciate it much more. And we realize that, that the void in our lives were that we weren't mentoring these young people and we weren't helping them. Uh, and I asked Sally last, last year, we had a couple opportunities each year, and she didn't want to go to any of them. And I said, where would you go? And she said, we'll go to Hawaii. <laughs> we'll go to the Bahamas, and, and if we can start a team, the Bahama Iguanas, or we can go to Chapel Hill. So uh, as, as much as I like uh, Larry Fedora, it was a little bit tougher coming in here. But when Bubba called, uh, Sally and I looked at each other and said, this is what we're supposed to do, and, and we're supposed to come back here and, and, and help get North Carolina back on top. Mac Brown is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Nowadays, you can follow him on Twitter, at Coach Mac Brown. You do have a fun part of your sales pitch in being able to say, hey, you're one of only two of the 14 ACC head football coaches that has won the FBS national title as a head coach, Dabo Sweeney, of course, at Clemson, and you with the Longhorns. How do you describe the difference in this challenge, Coach? Because a lot of folks are talking about your age, but, but there's also the reality that Texas is a bigger brand name in college football and has more history and has and is a state that has more top-level high school prospects. So what parts of the blueprint that helped you build a national champion, and I know you thought you were close to two national championships down there, what parts can also work when you're based in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, rather than Austin, Texas? Well, David, first, I'm a lot better football coach than I was when I was here, when I left here. Because I've had a lot more experience. Uh, even the five years out really helped me because I got to travel and call games and see practices and, and watch spring practices and those type things. As far as the age, I'm the same age as Nick Saban and Pete Carroll, and I'm a year and seven months younger than Roy Williams. Hmm. And all those guys are doing pretty good. Yeah. So I don't think that that is an issue at all. Somebody called me. Uh, they said one of our competitors said, I well, got a grandpa coaching over there at UNC. Well, I'm a proud grandpa. I got six grandkids, so I really like that. And that was a, a great compliment. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is, I, I know the boosters from North Carolina here. We've had a house in Linville, North Carolina for 20 years, and a lot of those guys come up there in the summer. I still know a lot of the high school coaches. I understand Chapel Hill. I understand this university, and I understand this state. So I think all of those things, there, there's so many more players in this state than people think there are. And you got to find them 
you, you've got to give back to the high school coaches within the rules and, and try to help football in the state as much as you can. And at the same time, then you've got to develop them. And, and I really feel like that uh, we can get this back to be the special place that it was when we left. We, if we'd beaten Florida State the day that we played them in, in 97, yeah. we would have been playing for the national championship. So uh, that is a possibility here. We're not don't need to be talking about that at this point because we've got to get back on track and start winning some games. But um, it's a dream for me to come back. Uh, we're not going anywhere else. Sally and I are here. We feel like we're back home and, and, and really blessed that Bubba would let us come back and, and, and be in this position, and, and we're going to make sure that uh, we fix it for everybody's here. That night, by the way, against Florida State in Keenan Stadium, I know you just said you're not reflecting too much on the past. In my 31-year career, Coach, uh, and who knew you know, after our lunch together that I'd still be doing this crazy stuff along with you, uh, that night in Keenan Stadium, I know your Tar Heels lost the game, that was as good a game day environment as I have ever seen in this state and I have been at every venue in college football and pro football here in the Carolinas, so uh, that would be reworking some magic. And by the way, since you mentioned your fellow senior citizen, Roy Williams, he got an eight-year contract extension just today. So yeah, I may go see Bubba. Right? He must be I may fe- need some years added to my contract. He, he so, must, he's feeling young, too, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm pitching 67 to new 47, and... All these young coaches I hired are falling asleep on the planes when we're coming back, and I'm, so I'm wearing them out. So uh, I'm enjoying uh, getting these Tommy Thigpins and, and Dre Blys and, and making them fall asleep in the plane. Everybody seemed to suggest when they saw your name, it's going to matter a lot what kind of staff Mac Brown ends up building. What do you know now that maybe you didn't know when you were a young coach, as you mentioned earlier, about staff building, and what was your philosophy? It looked like, you know, I, I know I saw some of these guys play, Dre Bly with your early teams, Tommy Thigpen, et cetera, but it looked like you went around the country and, and got Jay Bateman from Army as your defensive coordinator. That's a guy who was, what, a Broyles Award finalist but also has a background here in North Carolina, and Phil Longo from uh, Ole Miss as your offensive coordinator. What, what, what was your thinking in, uh, in what went into building your staff? David, again, after being a head coach for 30 years, you know more about how to do it and what you need. I wanted guys that, number one, fit this university, uh, and they fit the state for recruiting in state. Secondly, uh, you, you've got to have coordinators that uh, are going have done and are experienced in the areas that you want to take the team. Uh, and, and you look at uh, uh, Jay Bateman, uh, Army held Oklahoma to 21 points. And nobody else did that all year. Those guys are averaging 50. They helped Navy to 208 yards total offense. So uh, Jay has done amazing things at Army. And I went up there to help him four or five years ago, and I've been watching him, and I'm so impressed by him. And, of course, he was here at Elon, so he's, he's got a lot of presence in the state, and he recruits Charlotte, and he knows a lot of the coaches. And then uh, Phil Longo, uh, you look at what he did at Sam Houston. He put up unbelievable numbers. Uh, he's, uh, he is uh, a guy who's followed – Mike Leach and Cliff Kingsbury and, and Lincoln Riley, and, and we want to be in that, uh, in, in that ballpark. We want to be doing what Oklahoma's doing, and, and Phil brings that to us. And, and then you just start breaking it down, whether it's um, Brandon Jones was at East Carolina. Uh, you start looking at Lonnie Galloway was uh, in this state for 15 years recruiting. Uh, Tim Cross was a guy I hired at Texas twice. I had him at Air Force, and he's a tremendous defensive line coach. Uh, so they, these guys are, are really, really good coaches. Uh, Tim Brewster was here with me for nine years and went to Texas for a while. He's a great tight end coach, but one of the best uh, 
recruiters in the country. Uh, so I felt like in putting all these guys together, it's really fun to figure out who fits your, your university, who fits your state, uh, who will the high school coaches learn from and, and work with, and, and then how are they all going to get along, not only in, in their, their separate meeting rooms, but when they get together on the field. And I want guys that I would want coaching my son representing me to our players and recruits because I tell them we're not going to cuss them, we're not going to grab them, we're not going to demean kids. I want you to coach these players like you would want your sons or daughters to be treated. So that cuts out a lot of coaches too because, I, like I said, I've seen a lot of practices the last five years, and some of the guys out there are doing things that, that we're not going to do here at the university. UNC coach Mac Brown is joining us. Follow him on Twitter, at Coach Mac Brown. They have a big extravaganza play uh, planned for later today over in Chapel Hill. Uh, all these schools, you can find their official websites, have Facebook setups and all sorts of other fun that maybe were not as popular back when Coach Brown was at UNC the first time. I thought it was classy, Coach, that you went out of your way to emphasize nobody on your watch will say a negative word about your predecessor, Larry Fedora. Uh, In your exchanges with him, was there anything you could have taken away from what he learned during his tenure? Because on the one hand, I mean, he he had an 11-win team and went 8-0 in the ACC one year and played for the ACC title. On the other hand, it seemed like the AFAM scandal and negative recruiting surrounding that um, and not recruiting very well in-state, there was a lot of good, but it was mixed in with maybe some painful lessons. Did you pick anything up along those lines yes larry's been great to me and in fact we're keeping uh, dylan fedora on our staff and larry and i've been friends for many many years we were friends when he was at oklahoma state long before he came here and i've tried to help him as much here as i could and uh, i've known bubba for a long time so uh, it was disappointing for me when uh, larry didn't get to stay but i hate the fact that the new coaches coming in do not respect in most cases the guy that was here and they didn't know all of his problems, and they weren't here. And he did have 11 wins and 8-win seasons, and he did win a division championship. So uh, we, we have said nobody will be critical of, of Larry Fedora or any of his coaches. Uh, and they had some good players committed that, that we were able to jump back on that, that hung in there that had tremendous character, and that's helped us with a better recruiting class today. Uh, and Larry, Larry won't be out long. Uh, he'll be back. And in modern day, seven years is a long time. I spent 16 at Texas. I spent 10 here. Um, coaches are, are pressed now. There, uh, but like I said, he did a lot of great things here, and I'm proud for him. and And can't wait to see him back on the sideline somewhere else. For most of my time covering this state, UNC has been the the primary choice, at least among the high school players who do choose to stay in state. Lately, Dave Dorn and NC State have swung the pendulum a little bit back in that direction. Uh, how how do you shape your message? I mean, do you use the flagship university thing? Uh, you're accused sometimes of being at a basketball first school, uh, and maybe the Wolfpack, among others, has used that to their advantage. What what's your big picture message as you try to rework the magic you had going in the '90s? Well, uh, Dave Doran's a good friend of mine. We we've known each other for years. I, I go way back with him, and he's done a tremendous job. And so is Dave Clawson and and um, my friend David over at Duke has done as good a job as anybody in the country. So uh, they're all friends. In fact, all three of them text me uh, before I came back and took this job. Uh, Dabo text, uh, um, 
Steve Adazio texted me. A lot of the guys in this league are great friends of mine, and uh, we're behind uh, all of them in some ways. We've got to catch back up. Uh, they know we're going to be competitors, but that's not going to get in the way of our friendship and, and the job that they're doing at their place. And it's one of the things about this league I really like. Uh, uh, the universities here have got tremendous character in their coaches, and uh, it's run right in this league. John Swafford's done a great job. So um, it, it's fun, and, and what we've got to do, we were behind uh, all those universities when we came back last time. It, it is a similar situation, and uh, we're just going to get out there and fight and compete, and, and we never talk badly about the other place. We're, we're going to talk about us because that's the important thing, and, and what we've got to do is make us better, and, and then hopefully we'll, we'll do better on the field. Mac Brown, I wanted to be at your press conference part two, but it was scheduled during the course of my live statewide radio show, so I couldn't make it two for two from 1987 to 2018. I imagine it was a small percentage of the media assembled there that you recognized, right? It couldn't have been more than 10% were both there in 1987 and there in 2018, right? I would say, David, best I remember, you might have been one of three that was here when I showed up in 1987. There weren't a lot of people at that press conference. I think there will be a few more this afternoon. No doubt about it. Coach, it's great to hear your voice again. Welcome back to Chapel Hill, and thank you for the time, as always, on the David Glenn Show. We hope it's the, the first of many visits, part two. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Mac Brown. On Twitter at Coach Mac Brown, 